Okay, so this is a DNR Community Spotlight Episode 3. We're here today with the Sheiks. Uh, a few things about the Sheiks. A Discord Welcome Committee member, uh, kind of the purveyor of many puns, and recently a rap lyricist, songwriter. I don't know exactly what what the word for that is. But uh, anyway, hi. Hey, good to talk to you. Yeah, so should I call you Dashiks through this thing, or uh, should, should we, it's Dave, right? Should we just call yeah, each other Dave, yeah, Dave the whole time? Yeah, yeah, that'll, yeah. That'll, be, that'll be nice. <laughs> be. I think yeah. Jason or somebody came up with Dashiks, and that sort of stuck, so. Uh. Okay, so this is kind of the same format. If you've heard any of these other ones, I have a bunch of questions, and um, I'll ask you questions and wait for answers and have awkward pauses and things like that. <laughs> and then I think you have a couple questions for me to kind of twist it up a little bit. Yeah, I thought I'd turn, turn the tables on you at least for a little bit. Yeah, so let's get some of these kind of standard questions out of the way. So um, when and how did you find uh, Dungeons and Randomness? Yeah, so it, it was kind of uh, total, totally by random, of course. Uh, I'd, I'd listened to a book uh, by this guy, uh, David Ewalt, called Of Dice and Men. I hadn't played D&D in forever. And uh, I just happened to run into this book. I think I heard it on a podcast, uh, you know, in, like a, an interview with him. And so I listened to that. And then after I finished the book, I was like, you know, I had been out of D&D for a long time. And I just randomly went to iTunes and picked the uh, first uh, D and D podcast that I spotted and it happened to be DNR. So, yeah. And I think, you know, that, that goes to why they're always asking for like iTunes reviews and stuff. Right. Because I think a lot of people find the show that way, just like randomly searching for D and D podcast. And yeah. And so. I know, I know people do things to play games to try to push podcasts up the list and for, for popularity and stuff. And I'm not even sure what the, what, what, what totally affects that in terms of, you know, total downloads and recent reviews and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, we talked a little bit about that. And I think like last year got them to change the, the little like author thing to be Dungeons and Dragons and that moved them up like 12 spots in the list or something. It's yeah. a, it's a silly algorithm that they have, but yep. <laughs> That's okay. Um, okay, so the second one, at what point did you get uh, hooked on the show, and was there a particular episode that did it for you? Yeah, when, so I, when I started the show, it was like in the mid-120s mid or so, I think, and uh, I sort of jumped around initially trying to figure out what, what I was going to do, because I was like, there's no way on earth I'm going to go back and listen to 120 episodes, right? So uh, I listened to, I, I think, like the Bad Moon episode, and uh, had absolutely no clue what was going on because I think that was that was pretty close to you know, you know not not long before I had first discovered the podcast and I kind of got interested in group four from listening to a little bit of, of one or two of, the, of their episodes and then um, I, I decided I'd, I'd jump back to like 100 and and started listening to 100 and had no clue what was going on so then I just gave up and went back to one <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, went went from there and one was actually, uh, you know, it was hard to listen to from a sound perspective, but it was so fun. It just reminded me of when I first started playing D and D. Uh, and by the time I got to, you know, maybe uh, some of those early episodes, I, I liked. I like four. I know Steve doesn't doesn't like four as much as I did with the with the uh, 
uh, tournament of champions and, and things like that. But I just, it was fun. And by the time it got to the Drox tomb, it was like, I was definitely hooked. Just Jason went from being a, you know, total newbie DM to coming up with some really cool ideas and the whole ice bridge going to the Drox tomb and all that kind of stuff. I, I was, I was really hooked by that point. Yeah. I think, um, I really should go back and look at like episode dates for those because, and then I know like episode one was a bunch of sessions put together. Right. So, um, it, it seems like he got better really fast, but it probably wasn't really that fast in real world time. So, um, yeah, but, it, there were some definite time gaps, I think in those. And, and, you know, when you, when you just join the, or you just start listening and catching up, you have no sense of that unless you, like you say, go and look at the dates. And and I think the second or the, the last part of episode one, they had to re-record anyhow. So it was a, a very different uh, approach at that point in time. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I think that goes in a little bit to, uh, you mentioned kind of starting listening when group four was the thing and uh, you, you really were interested in group four, but then you went back and I know you've talked about on the discord a few times that you really liked the Lockford story arc. So um why did you like that so much? What was your favorite moment of that Lockford story arc? Yeah, that's that's funny because I, I actually am not much of a, a horror fan at all. And a lot of people sort of see the Lockford thing as a, you know, this horror story going in and, and battling the, the werewolves. And, and I always saw it, uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely got the, the horror vibe to it, but I also, also I saw it as a kind of like a, almost like a war uh, epic where you've got this group that's facing overwhelming odds, obviously, you know, group four was in some trouble <laughs> as soon as they, as soon as they got to the city, they were, they were uh, not, not prepared for what they ran into. But I just like that, that feel of, you know, they're trapped in the attic and, and, you know, what are you going to do? You got to try to find some, something that you can do. And, uh, you know, I think there were, there were maybe two different I mean, I, I like the whole thing start to finish really, but the, the, the part when Sora went and rescued the kids, I thought that was actually really, really good. And I always liked Sora from uh, uh, the way she played, uh, the way Valerie played that uh, character with the, uh, uh, you know, taking the white Raven thing seriously and being brave. Um, so that, that was a, that was a good part. And then I also, uh, and Karen would hate to hear this, but I really liked that whole scene with Karen uh, essentially getting, you know, killed on the steps of the city hall and, and Sora trying to rescue her and uh, Cole locking him out and everything. This is the whole trauma that that was, uh, uh, that was really good. Yeah. So I think uh, it comes off kind of realistic there that the, um, the party's not really getting along that well, right. Cause they're in the super high stressful thing. And right. I think some, the group may have gone that way anyway, if they weren't in that situation, but at least it makes sense there. So um, that that's kind of good. And then I'm definitely on board with enjoying Sora. I think I mentioned that in another podcast, but I'm kind of running a little Theria game at home, and uh, Sora might just happen to be like the, the person that's recruiting players uh, for, <laughs> for an adventuring group. So it means I have to do a Sora voice, which I'm not very good at, and I'm not... I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to do one here, but uh, oh come on! And now everybody's got to hear it. <laughs> well, it hasn't really happened in the game yet, so we're going to work on that. But okay, um, okay. So uh, next question here: um, If you could build the kind of I 
I don't even like this question anymore, but if you could build a group of DNR characters, I called it a dream group for one shot, uh, who would you put in it and uh, timeline be damned? So just, uh, yeah. Sure. So, so I, I, I kind of, I, I thought about this a little bit and I kind of thought, you know, what would I, what would I want to do in terms of putting together uh, some, some characters from the episodes? And, and I think there's different approaches. So what I kind of did was we got a mix of characters that I just really liked um, and some that I wish I knew more about. So uh, I'll, I'll run through who I had. I had uh, Actoronis, um, who's you know, one of my favorite characters of all, all of DNR. I really liked his whole, you know, Rasha Bar Knight thing and, and the, the way uh, Xavier plays him. Uh, and, and obviously he was involved for quite a while. But then the second one would, would actually be uh, Joe from Group 4, uh, which was Karen's character that got, uh, you know, on spoiler alert. Uh, I guess anyone listening to this thing could expect spoilers, but <laughs> who didn't didn't fare well in Lockford. But it seemed like there was some good story things there that we never got to see at all. So uh, so that, that, that's uh, the idea behind that is just to say, gee, look, that's somebody I wish I knew more about. Uh, I, I put Maddie on the on the team because I, I like Susan a lot and and I like the way uh, Maddie plays and, and just thinks about things and does things. Uh, I threw in uh, Malchus, uh, but it could actually I, I, I was thinking about that. I could maybe Haven would be a better option having Rob play Haven because again a character we didn't get to get get, get didn't get to know as much as I'd like to. Uh, I had Sora and then uh, I already talked about and then Sassoon. Uh, I also like Delmar a lot. I liked his approach, and that was another character that kind of had a uh, unexpected ending with the changes in Group One and kind of just disappeared. But uh, some, someone I'd I'd like to have known more about. So so that's that's my approach on it. Okay, um, mechanically that'd be kind of an interesting group because I think that's like four clerics or paladins or something. Maybe yeah, I'm I didn't. Counting wrong. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even bother to think about that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. So, so yeah, ideally we don't we don't get in a situation where uh, we need you know a, a, a bunch of tanks. <laughs> yeah, it'll work. It's fine. <laughs> um, okay, so the rest of these are kind of tailored a little bit more to you, I think. So, um, what can you tell us about the forums? I think you were around when the forums were around, and how is that different than like what the Discord is like today? Yeah, so Ken will be a good person to ask about the forums. Um, I, I participated quite a bit in the forums, and I really enjoyed it. Um, but the, uh, I, I didn't get started in the forums until relatively late, and I actually missed a bunch of the kind of contentious stuff that happened early on in the forums, where people were, you know, saying writing negative stuff, and there was some some problems with that. But uh, what, what I liked about the forums was just that we, we essentially had, for every episode, we had a, a, a separate section where people could comment. And, you know, we'd have some, sometimes it'd be shorter discussions, and sometimes we'd have these really long extended discussions and, um, and get into all sorts of details. And it was just really fun. And it was easy to organize, or to, not, not so much to organize, but just to find where things were. So to me, that was a, a fun aspect of it, because you could say, you, you could come back you know, if so, you know, for example, somebody right now who was going through episode one uh, in, the, in the old forums, they could go back and find uh, episode one. Uh, in, well, I'm not, I'm not sure episode one would have been there, but they, you know, arc one episodes, they could go back and find old episodes and see what people had to say about them. Yeah, that is an interesting thing about um, like 
internet forums versus you know things like Discord and Slack. And um, there's definitely a difference between them. And um, the other online community that I've been a part of for a long time is a uh, site about roller coasters. I'm a roller coaster enthusiast also. Yeah. And um, the guy that runs that site, somebody just asked last week, like, could we just move all this to a Discord server? And um, actually, like, the traffic on the forums has been up the last couple of years, and um, people are still using the site every day. But I don't know. There's, there is something to the Discord thing. Like, it feels more alive, I think, than a forum does. Yeah. But it's not as good at curating information. I definitely see that. So, yeah, well, and it's also harder to have a discussion that's spread out over time, right? Because on, on, on Discord, you know, if, if you're looking at a, one of the channels or whatever they're called, um, information gets thrown in there and then something else gets thrown in there. There's a big disconnect and you, you may look the next day and there's 150 messages and you may or may not want to go back and uh, address, you know, the message that was 150 uh, messages ago that was particularly talking about, you know, some aspect that you were interested in and uh, with, with, with it broken out by individual episodes, that, that was fun. Uh, one, one other thing that was actually really fun was when uh, uh, Jameson started listening uh, was uh, not long after I just had finished getting caught up and I, I actually totally avoided the forums and everything until I caught up because I hate spoilers, but uh, Jameson started uh, posting just sort of a review of episodes in, in like blocks of 10. So he would go through, you know, episode one through 10 and then he'd post comments about that. And then a bunch of us would uh, respond. And that was actually a lot of fun too, just to go back through um, and, you know, while someone else was catching up, uh, see what they thought about things and, and comment. It was, it was, it was pretty fun. Yeah. I've heard about that. And I think um, Rob, not discord Rob, the actual player Rob is, was going to try to catch up on the show finally. And uh, we mentioned in the Discord, hey, he should come do um, episode reactions. And I think maybe Jason added him in the Discord, but I don't think Rob looks at Discord, so I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah. <laughs> that would have been an interesting thing, but um, that's okay. So, yep. <laughs> all right, um, next one. Uh, and you talked a little bit about this before, but what is your history with D&D and tabletop games? Oh, sure. So, uh, so I'm, I'm probably, if not the oldest person on all of Discord, I must be awfully close to it. <laughs> so I started uh, with probably in 1975 or so with the first edition. And uh, one of my friend's uh, older brothers went off to college and uh, discovered D&D. And I think it was probably... Uh, a bad thing for him ultimately because I think he ended up dropping out of college at some point probably for playing <laughs> D&D too much but but we we just started playing um you know with the original rules and uh with a lot of modifications because the original rules were c combat wasn't really even included in the original rules and um there were lots of magazine articles and things like that we used for you know enhancements of the rules and uh so I did that for a while and then AD&D came out and I I uh, I DM'd some doing that and and played uh, in in high school, a little bit in college, and then I just completely got out of it and didn't play again for years until I started listening to uh, the DNR podcast. And uh, Travis uh, actually had uh, uh, some games that he was running and uh, had posted something in the forums about uh, a game, and uh, so I joined in and started playing there, and uh, it's been fun. 
Hmm. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thing. And you also, as you were talking, I realized I, I think I'm just going through and interviewing all of the oldest people on the Discord server. So <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> um, maybe we should do something about that. I think my next two uh, my next two su- suggested people are on the younger side of things. So yeah, Ken's just a just a, a young tyke. So yeah, and I've. Cole's in college, so maybe, well, that's right. uh, Cole's even younger. Cole, Cole's a Cole's practically a baby, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So maybe get, we might get some new perspectives here and not just go. run uh, old man radio anymore. <laughs> yeah, get rid so. of the old old fuddy duddies. <laughs> um, okay, uh, well, this might be a little hard for you because I guess maybe you've played in a couple games since 1980 or so. But um, is there a certain kind of character you gravitate? gravitate towards like a class or race you'd like to play or is there one stat you like to have high or not high or something like that when you when you play a game or does none of this stuff matter so to some extent it doesn't it doesn't matter what i've been doing since i started playing again with with travis and 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 in the patreon games is uh just picking something i haven't done (laughs) so you know the, the i think the first character was a with Travis was a Raven folk, uh, which is like a, you know, bird type, uh, character and had, uh, he was a wizard and, you know, I just kind of jumped around for human half elf, miscellaneous stuff and, and just pick something different each time I've had, uh, I'm obviously a bad D and D player because I'm on my third character in the Patreon game. So I've had some, some chances to swap around there. So uh, that, that's been fun. Yeah. So I just, I thought of this question because, um, for me, I guess it's just like a hard a hard role play challenge for me if I pick some of the stats like totally different than myself, right? So um, that was my only thinking, and I don't know. I tend to try to avoid the super high charisma character because I don't think I could pull that off. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so that's that was part of what I was thinking of. But um, okay, uh, yeah. So the Patreon game has come up a couple of times. And I think maybe we were talking earlier. I think maybe you were kind of in this game from the start of it being a Patreon game. Is that right? So, like, when did you join? What's it like? You said you're on your third character. So, <laughs> yeah. So, what happened uh, to those? There was a group that played before, and I and I think one of those one of the people that played in that early group might have been playing in the Patreon great group too. I'm not positive about that, but uh, I don't know too much about that, but. Uh, Jason had had the $500 tier up on, on Discord for a while, and I was thinking it'd be good to get some uh, more money for them so they could, you know, continue to, <laughs> to stay in business and, and keep producing the podcast and everything. And so I had come, I, I thought of the idea of saying, you know, I'll, I'll sign up for this and I'll, I'll pay the 500 bucks and then just get, uh, you know, five other people or four, four other people or whatever. And, uh, uh, have them just send me money on a monthly basis and I'll, I'll, I'll pay for it. And then they could just send it via PayPal or something like that. And, and then we could just play. And then that way Jason would get some, you know, extra cash. And some of the other folks were a little concerned about the com- com- complexity of trying to send money around and all that kind of stuff. And it would have been a little bit of a pain, but you know, not, not that big of a deal. And uh, there was a guy, uh, Shonky, who I haven't seen around for a while, but he, I think he actually contacted Jason. I, I was, like trying to wait until we had things figured out a little bit before we got too far down the line and, and contacted Jason, but he contacted him and Jason was super nice about saying, yeah, we can, we can restructure this and do this, you know, 
uh, $100 each type of a thing. And so uh, that was really nice because ultimately I, I was concerned that you know, he was making less than the total $500 because most of the people that were going to play were already contributing at least 20 bucks. So it wasn't a, as big a boost, but um, it's, it's worked out and it's been, it's been a ton of fun. Jason's Jason's great to uh, play with as everybody knows from listening to the podcast. Uh, yeah. So um, can we get a little bit about your characters? So like, what was the, I don't know, you've had three. So do you remember names and stuff and what happened to them? Oh yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, so this would be spoilers for no one except for maybe the Patreon two group because we Jason actually records our the, the sessions and yeah. posts them someplace so we can download them and and remind ourselves each month what the heck happened last month because it's hard to remember all the time and uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not very good about taking notes during the sessions but uh, uh, so my my first character was a half elf ranger named uh, Rafe. Uh, all, all of my characters are typically named after uh, uh, classical music composers or musicians. For I like classical music a lot, so uh, and I'm not very inventive otherwise. So I uh, borrow names, but uh, uh, so he was he was named after uh, Ray Fun Williams, uh, a British composer, and uh, actually, actually Thomas Tallis, another British composer. But uh, he he didn't last too long. <laughs> he, we we were traveling through uh, uh, Dragon's Reach. And uh, his backstory was that he had uh, association with Strahd, the the dragon Strahd, and uh, we were traveling through Dragon's Reach, and and bad things happened to him with a an encounter with a rather large red dragon. So <laughs> that that didn't didn't last a long time. And well, then I, I mean, dying to a dragon in Dungeons and Dragons isn't so bad, right? So yeah, it it, it was yeah. it was kind of it was kind of an epic death, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't dying epically versus dying the other way is you're still dead. So. <laughs> yep. But then okay. after that, I had one called uh, Gus, uh, who's named after Gustav Mahler, <laughs> who was a human bard who had a four wisdom. <laughs> so <laughs> he was uh, he was really a fun character to play because uh, uh, being that unwise. Uh, it, actually opened up a lot of latitude to be ridiculous and I, I always like to just you know have fun or whatever and do silly stuff so um he, he was a lot of fun and uh, uh travis actually had something to do with his his demise uh, he, he didn't he, he lasted a while and and uh, uh died in a in an unfortunate fire in Esterholt. <laughs> and my my current one is is named antonine and uh, uh he's a uh uh uh, kind of a, a quiet, quiet type character um, uh, has much better stats than Gus, so it's been kind of a switch just to go. Gus, his four wisdom was uh, uh, not—I mean, it was definitely the dump stat out of, out of the set, but none, none of his stats were very good. So he was uh, uh, a challenge to, to figure out what he could do. So. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that makes. I knew uh, like Gus is the name I've seen around on the Discord before, and I know you talked about that situation with Travis, and I think it was like Travis's last game or something on the Patreon, right? So, yeah, um, yeah, he, he, he was a he he was a, a wild magic uh, uh, sorcerer, sorcerer, I guess. Yeah, and uh, he <laughs> he uh, triggered a. A uh, rather large fireball inside a, a temple, <laughs> and uh, uh, had a wild magic surge do that, and uh, uh, 
resulted in more than one death. <laughs> yeah, I think that's always the like the thing people worry about with those wild magic sorcerers is that you'll fireball the party or something, but the chances are pretty low, right? But probability catches up sometimes. So, um, yeah, okay, a different question. Um, I think you have a little bit of a thing for uh, conspiracy theories. So <laughs> um, I thought we'd just kind of toss out a few things, and I, I have a few, and I don't know if you had you came up with a couple either or not. But um, sure. yep. Yeah, so, and I thought we'd just, like, give these a percentage chance that they might be true, and I have, the ones I came up with, there's almost no evidence for any of these, it's just, like, crazy theories that might be out there, and so um, I thought I could give you one, and you give me one, and we'll kind of go back and forth and and uh, put some odds on these things. Sure, so, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't come up with as many as you did, but that's fine. We, we that's can fine. Balance it out. <laughs> I, took, I took some some of the... Uh, common ones that are around so i probably made your job a little harder but uh the classic lizard man conspiracy is this a real thing are there like lizard men infiltrating like the high society of theria what do you think uh, i put that one at like 90 percent. that that's got to be happening I said, if it's not happening jason needs to get busy and make it happen <laughs> yeah i'm somewhere like i think the lizard men are real i don't know like how high up in society they are so i'm gonna go about about 50% that they're actually in some important position, like the mayor of some uh, big city or like the head of one of the like houses of Brightport or something like that. Or the black uh, hand. Oh, the black, the black hand is a lizard man. That would be, that would be really interesting. Um, <laughs> okay. So what do you have? Uh, let's see. So th this one's, uh, well, I'll just, I'll just say it. So I, I said the, the Order of the Scale has very deep pockets and hired the Black Hand to get the Bell of Vecna for them. So that's not too, too crazy, but... Uh... Yeah. Um, where am I going to go on that? Let's see. I think I'm going to put that... Huh. I'm not sure which way that hiring thing would work or if the black hand is really like working for people i don't know i'm gonna put that about 33 percent that's okay. where i'm going on so, that so, one. so i the, the patreon group the pa patreon group one has had an encounter with the uh, order of the scale so uh oh, so you I, might I, have I may, I may be taking advantage of some information there that may or may not even be true in in real theory so uh, yeah that might make sense so yeah. as you're you're playing in um alternate reality theory right yeah it's, so so. it's 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 pretty similar but um uh there's no there's no overlap between actions that are happening so that you know we don't mess things up for the show obviously and and also that the the show doesn't end up suddenly doing something that you know changes what we are able to do or what we're working on so it works well yeah i guess can we pause this just a second because what what was the starting setup for that Patreon game? Did it start like after the gods return, like where Arc Two started up, or is it back in Arc One era? Yeah, or? yeah I should I should have said that. So so we started. So this was actually a really funny story. We we started just before Arc Two started, but uh, Jason had already recorded uh, a couple of the uh, groups for Arc Two. So, so we started off in Fair Bay during the, the first of the year fair. And we, okay. we essentially went through about the same 
kinds of things that uh, we did, uh, except for we were like uh, maybe uh, two or so hours behind them. And Jason set this up and he gave us absolutely no clue, zero clue. We had no idea this was, was happening until the arc two episode, the, you know, group B's first arc two episode came out. And then it was like, what the heck are you doing to us? Jason? Unbelievable. <laughs> it was, it was actually really cool, but, but we, we, you know, went through the, the, the same games that they played in terms of the arrow con, you know, sh shooting the arrow contest and stuff like that. And the, uh, wait, uh, the, what was this? They build the, the strongest man in theory thing and all that kind of stuff. And that, that was actually really, really fun. And then in essence, we started off as a group hunting uh the sort of the theria 2 version of group b or at least that's that's the way it, it looked um so it was actually when when the episode came out and we we heard all this stuff it's like holy cow you know and the whole thing with the the uh the ice uh, i don't know what like magic missile ice things that that calden does or whatever um yeah we had we had seen the evidence of that and we thought there was ice involved and all this stuff and it was like uh so that was actually really fun long, long story oh. sorry yeah <laughs> no that's that's pretty neat so i just i didn't know uh, exactly where that was set so that's an interesting yeah. thing yeah so um, so we we started off there and then we've been all over the place so the patreon group one's been everywhere it seems like so <laughs> yeah so i i think in order to balance this out i'll do two in a row and then we can bounce off the last couple here so um, the the favorite thing of the Discord server that I can't decide if it's a joke or not, but I think I was one of the early proponents of this is uh, Clarissa is not a sweet, innocent researcher, but is actually evil and maybe now like a host of the demon soul. Um, yeah. What do you think? I, I put 99% on that just because, I mean, there's some chance that that's not true, but that's got to be true. That, 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 that's just too juicy. She's been too nice and, and goody-two-shoes like uh, with all the research stuff. So uh, I definitely think she's evil. Yeah, I'm, I'm about 75%, but only just because of, like, comments that Jason has made or, like, he seems so surprised that people think she's evil. And, but he's really good at <laughs> acting that stuff, too. Yep. So, but just based on the show, I would be at like 90% or something, but um, Jason's throwing down some smoke screens, I think, on that one. So I, um, I might be a little bit lower on that one if it wasn't for, for Rob, uh, uh, the, 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 the Patreon uh, Rob, not, not uh, Rob on the show, of him being such a fan of Clarissa. So I have to like rub that in and. Okay. It up every once in a while. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> all right. So, here's another one. And I don't know exactly where I got this idea, other than I think there was a little comment that Jason made, but I might be imagining that. That um, something happened when the gods were released, quote unquote, if we believe that. Uh, when the seal broke, maybe something else got out, and or the gods are just not the same that they were before. So I, I put so so I'm just enjoying the the conspiracy thing. So I put eighty percent on that one, uh, and I, I I always thought there was something weird going on with the whole gods thing, and I, I I still don't think the witch was which whatever god she was supposed to be, but we'll have to find out at some point on that. But uh, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if there's something something strange going on with that whole thing. Yeah, I think I made this one very generic. So the way that I wrote it, I'm almost at a hundred percent. Um, 
I don't yeah. know about if anything else was released or not, but I do think that something's just a little weird with the gods and they're not how they were um, before they were locked away. And then uh, that one got me thinking about the next question, which I'll trade off to you first, but a question that I did have that I think is going to go if we ever have another one of those free-for-all things is um, we, we know there's these multiple theories, and I'm assuming that these gods are the gods of all of those theories. Um, were they locked up just on this one, or were like all of the theories missing all of their gods because of what happened on this one version? Um, that's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, that, that's an interesting one. So I, I put that one more around percent and and you know I, I know that there's you know we talk about the theory of two in the patreon game but i don't think that of that as being a separate dimension um right so uh and in fact i i sort of had was under the impression from what jason said early on that there weren't any other dimensions um but but i think what he was saying i think somebody that this came up in a recent living in theory or something about that meaning that there weren't the the fae weren't in in uh theory and, and some other things like that so so who knows that you know yeah i easily happen i thought early on too that um from some of those mailbacks and stuff that there were not other versions but it seems like there definitely are based on recent recent things that have been said so um i don't know we'll see all right what else do you have all right so the, the other one that i had i just i just had done two so uh uh, the other one I had was that the Eladrin, or at least some of the Eladrin, are conspiring with the Black Hand to get Tessia out of Brightport so that they can take over House Dragon Keep. Yeah. Uh, where am I going to put that? I think I'm going about 40% on that. Oh, so, okay. yeah. I'd, why do the Eladrin want House Dragon Keep? Uh, I guess that's my. I mean, it, there's some power and stuff with it, but. I just don't know if I would totally believe that's in their like character to run a house in Brightport, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. So they're they're uh, they're they seem to be ambitious types to me. So I, I and Brightport seems to be the yeah in Alara that seems to be the you know the biggest city and the the most things going on. So I I could see them wanting to have some influence there. Uh, the the black hand connection is tricky, so I would I would if there is something going on there, I wouldn't be too surprised if there was some uh, 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 if that 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 changed that dynamic changed if it exists at all if that didn't change at some point then the uh, those two didn't end up liking each other too much. Yeah, so I could see some group of Eladrin working with the black hand, and so I would put the percentages of that higher, um, but maybe not exactly that goal as was stated so um if that makes sense sure but yep. yeah um okay i think we kind of touched on this last one so we'll just let it go and uh skip to kind of the last question here um what's going on with you outside of the dnr discord are there um other hobbies and things you're really into do you have any big like trips or things planned for this year fun stuff that's going on um, sure so what? So I, I like. Uh, I, I'm interested in all sorts of things, but I'm, I'm a big classical music fan. So I, I play the piano, play classical music, and uh, I, I have season tickets to the ballet, and I like going to the opera, and so lots of things there. Um, 
uh, I also uh, do some sports, even though I'm too old for it. I play basketball all the time and softball. And my knees uh, today are, are feeling the effects from playing basketball recently. <laughs> uh, uh, I do computer software development. I have my own company, so so I keep busy doing that. Um, and let's see. You say, oh, and trips. Uh, I actually am planning to go. Well, I'm going to... Uh, I already have my ticket and I'm planning to go to Dragon Con this year, so that'll be fun. But I'm actually going to be going to Greece and Italy uh, in a month or so. Uh, my daughter's about to graduate from college, so we're going to take a trip after she gets out of college. and uh, So that'll be fun. Yeah, uh, that's I, – I did a thing. Um, like it was a high school graduation thing many years ago, and I went a lot of, to a lot of Europe. I spent a month over there, but I haven't been back. And I want to go. I'm just waiting on my daughter to get a little older. Um, yep. And then I'd also like to go back without her and kind of maybe bike through Italy or something. I think that would be super fun. Um, but I don't know. My wife and I were looking at, she really wants to go on a cruise. And a cruise boat sounds like a horrible nightmare to me. Um, <laughs> so it's just not my thing to be trapped in like one place and I can't ride my bike for like a week and um i don't really eat a lot of food so like buffets are not my thing and i don't drink so like all you can drink alcohol doesn't sound amazing so i've never wanted to do a cruise but there's um you can do a river cruise in yep. europe and yep, that's what i was going to suggest yep yeah so we're looking at a european river cruise and they have like um you can bike like 40 or 50 miles a day um like off of the boat and that's sounds really fun so we're looking at that in the next couple of years maybe so yeah, that sounds good yeah yeah, yeah. taking your daughter when she's a little bit older is good because we we took my daughter several on several trips to europe when she was pretty young that she doesn't really remember um so uh that, that's kind of a bummer but she she actually studied abroad for a semester and got to bounce all over in europe so she's she's seen a lot of a lot of things as an adult so that's been good yeah i think we're thinking like um France at, or no, maybe London around 12, and then maybe go back to France and things like that at like 14. I don't know. We have plans, but yep. we just got to sort it all out. So sounds good. I, I do like to go places and see different things. So, oh, yeah. Well, I think it's great for the kids to do that too, to get, get some exposure to the rest of the world. Yeah, definitely. So, right now, she has a lot of exposure to American amusement parks, but I think we need to do a little better than that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, um, okay, uh, we're pretty much done here. Um, we're currently doing this thing where I have you kind of tag two more people to do this. I'm getting a backlog, and I don't know how much longer we're going to do it, but um, you get to tag two more people. So um, realizing that Ken and Cole have already been tagged by Rob. So um, do you have any other people you'd like me to try to interview on one of these things? Sure. So, so I have I have one person who's in the uh, younger generation group and one who's generation. So you have to figure out okay. what you want to do from that perspective. But the first one is uh, Abby Normal, who uh, is, okay. is actually the only listener that's had the opportunity to directly affect uh, something in in the show when she uh, she got to do that at the, the Dragon Con the Dragon Con live game last year. So that was fun. Yep. And then the other one is. Um, uh, uh, Hainway, Jane, uh, Jane, Jane Hainway is the name. It's at Hainway on the Discord. And uh, she's actually in the Patreon game, and she's been around. And I think she's 
she's been a, a big supporter of uh, uh, DNR for for quite a while. So she she'd be an interesting person to talk to. She's also the only person who uh, convinced me to go look at. Um, oh shoot, what's it called? Uh, she has. Ah, uh, uh, now I can't think of the, what they call it. Um, Pinterest. She has a Pinterest account that was I was actually really impressed with. <laughs> She's got some really interesting stuff. That yeah, I don't. I've tried to avoid Pinterest, but um, <laughs> yep. maybe there's probably some good stuff on there. I I actually um, so thanks for those and also two women I think, which we've had no women on the show yet. So right, um, yep. that's probably a good thing. Yep. Um, and yeah, Pinterest. I. Uh, I was actually, it's kind of weird story, and this will be the end of this thing. I was like a bridesmaid two years ago. My best friend is a, a woman, and I was in her wedding. And yeah. uh, I, I had to organize like a bachelorette party thing. And uh, <laughs> I had to join Pinterest for this, and it was the worst thing that I, I ever had to do was be on Pinterest for like six months to do all this bachelorette party stuff. <laughs> That's so, great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm going to uh, turn the recording off, and we'll be back sometime with some more people. So thanks, Dave. Sure. Hey, uh, we're back, and I forgot to let the sheets ask his questions. So we're going to do that now. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Well, this, this shouldn't take too long. So uh, what, what motivated you? to do these talks. And, and, and I don't mean just from the perspective, you know, someone mentioned it, but to actually take the time and get in there and really do it. That's, I, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So I think, I think I was the one that brought these up in the first place. Um, as, and I really, it was a thing I wanted like Jason or Bree to do was just interview people. I thought it could be just a typed thing in the discord. Um, just find out more about people that are on here and really the, the motivation for it was, um, I mentioned earlier that I was in a, a roller coaster online community. That's one I've been in for a long time. The other thing that I did a lot of in like the 2000s was this, this website called whatifsports.com. And without talking too much about the website and its very bad demise once it got bought by Fox Sports. Um, <laughs> yeah, was uh, you can still go to the website. It's just they don't do much updating anymore. Um, you could build sports teams out of like players throughout history from all the different sports. So like you could get the 1987 Michael Jordan on the same team with the 2008 LeBron James, and it's all about statistics. And then they simulate the games like twice a day, and you run seasons. And I I created a whole lot of like crazy leagues with weird math rules and stuff, and um, Anyway, there was a big community for this, and once a month, they would do an interview with one of the owners from the site, like somebody who had won a bunch of championships in the baseball sim, or somebody that had won a bunch of championships in the hockey sim, and it was just neat to learn about the other owners and like who their favorite teams were and how they liked to build teams and like how they found the website, and so that was kind of the model that I had in mind, and when it became clear that like nobody else was going to do it at that time, I was like, well, maybe I can just do this. So 
I've thought about making a podcast about like math teaching, but I don't think I have enough to say about that. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I'll just do this. And 20 people will listen to it and it'll be fine. Yep. So that's pretty much it. Well, the, so. the, the, the previous ones have been good. I'm, this one may or may not. You may get zero people listening to this one, though. we'll see. <laughs> so I would, I would ask, actually ask you some questions about math. But uh, because, because my, my background is, I, my, my degree is in physics, so uh, we, we would have some interesting things there, but I don't think anybody else would like that. So, so the, yeah, other, the, other, the other question I had was just a kind of a lightning round, uh, just for fun thing. So if, if you were in a fight with uh, uh, a PC or an NPC from the, from the uh, show, uh, which would you pick? Uh, so, so you get two, uh, two, two characters, either a, a, an actual character in an NPC, and you have to pick between them and just explain quickly why. And I didn't, you know, you didn't get to see these ahead of time. So this will be, this will be brutal. Ready? Okay. Yeah. And right. I have, I have one question I need to sure. make really quick. Am I playing a D&D character or am I math guy Dave like me? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So, so you're, you're, you're the, you're a character and, and you're going to get one of these guys to, to be in the fight with you okay. against, That's against good. whatever. So because I'm, I'm Okay, because me would just be hiding under a rock all the time. So that's right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that's, that's totally different. <laughs> okay. All right, ready? Yeah. All right. First one, Malchus or Valus? Okay. Wow. Well, um, yeah. I, just I would probably go with Valus. Um, assuming they're like equally leveled and everything, uh, Valus is going to go like plop himself up there in the front and. Uh, I can kind of stay back, which is the kind of character that I would probably play. And yeah, also Malchus is probably kind of selfish and I don't trust him to try to take care <laughs> of my character at all. So I think that's the way I would go. If I know I'm in combat, that's the way we're going to go. If there's a chance to talk out of it, it'd probably go the other way. But all right. fair, fair enough. Yeah, and I'm assuming that these characters are you know, at the same level that you are type of a thing so that there's not, yeah. you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Second, second one, Maddie or Merrick? Uh, Maddie, like, again, assuming that I know about werewolf Merrick, um, I don't, I don't want to go in a combat situation <laughs> with him. Um, if I can avoid that. So yeah, I go with Maddie. The other, the other side of that is that, you know, if if all hell breaks loose and you'd really like to have the enemies killed, no matter what, even if you're killed, uh, Merrick might be a good choice. <laughs> you know, that's he probably might, he might wolf out. <laughs> that's probably true. And I tend to play like the caster kind of characters that are really far away. So if he wolfs out, I could just run. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and they'd all die. So it'd be fine. Hopefully, you're they're, right. hopefully they're slower than you are. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, two two more. First one, Elorath or Tatiana? Elorath. Um, again, she's going to plop herself up in the front and hit things, which would work well for a kind of ranged character. And uh, I don't know totally what's going on with Tatiana, but I probably trust Tatiana less than about any character that's been on the show. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, that, that's good. All right, last one, and this one's kind of just a throwaway. Ready? Theo or anyone else? <laughs> uh, so I have to try to think of somebody worse than Theo to go with the 
you know, Theo could serve a purpose again. Like he could wear that armor and get beat on, and uh, yeah, he'd be a good like you know in those zombie shows when you like cut a guy and leave him behind for the zombies to eat. Like Theo could be good in that regard. Um, but yeah, I <laughs> I don't have a serious answer to that one. <laughs> Here's the, the uh, this is the this is the answer that that makes everybody that listens to the show hate you, which is the, uh, Theo would be good cannon fodder. He you put him up in front and let him let him take the shot. So <laughs> yep, that's pretty much what I said. Or let the zombie <laughs> yep. beat him. Right? Yep. So, yep. Yep. <laughs> Okay, well, that was our little addendum just to clean up for I forgot to let you ask those questions. So um, thanks again. And sure. this is this is probably going to go at the very end of the episode. I actually have to open an editing software now. Oh, no. Um, but it'll be fine. So uh, thanks again, everybody. And we're gone for good now. Bye. Bye.